0: storygram network hosting for this podcast is generously provided by transistor at transistor.fm
1: hi everyone thank you for listening to fresh faces i'm aggie gold talent agent and former manager this is my exclusive podcast about how to get your child into commercials television and the movies without getting ripped off Hi, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Fresh Faces with Me, Aggie Gold. I've got a great guest for you today, Barry Kolker. Barry has been an agent for over 30 years with the Carson Kolker organization in New York City, representing children through adults for legit and theatrical. He has clients in major roles in Stranger Things, Days of Our Lives, The Music Man, Tina. Phantom of the Opera, The Book of Mormon, Hamilton on Broadway, and National Tours, aside from other hits on TV and film. Barry and I go back a long time. He was one of the first agents I worked with when I first began my agency. Hi, Barry. I'm so excited to have you here and welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good. I wanted to start from the beginning, okay? How did you get involved in this business?
0: I was an actor, and I have a BFA in acting from CW Post, and I graduated early at the age of 20. By the time I was 22, I decided that I did not want to pursue acting anymore because it was too hard of a lifestyle, but instead, I wanted to help people pursue their dreams. Okay. When was that again? That was in... Let's see if I was 22, approximately 1989. Wow. Started in the agency business in 1990, which all total of being an assistant to being an agent brings me up to the 30 years.
1: Was that the right decision for you?
0: Yes. It's fun. I love helping people and I am very grateful for people I work with and for being allowed to help especially young people pursue their
1: dreams. So yes, it was the right decision. Thanks. Good. You did a great job. It was a pleasure dealing with you. Thank Um, you. (laughs) You're welcome. What do you look for when you take on a new client? And let's talk about kids because my listeners are parents who want to get their kids into this business.
0: I look for talent. I look for a wonderful, outgoing personality. And... I wanna make sure that the family, whether it be parents, guardians, whomever are able to make the commitment to get him or her or them to wherever they need to be and people that I can put up with. And if there's a manager involved, the same thing to make sure that the relationship can work and be professional with limited amount of stress if possible, And that we all feel like a team working for the same goal and not trying to compete
1: with each other. Instead, trying to help each other achieve success. What would alert you to auditioning actors lacking experience? What would alert me? Is that
0: your question? Yes. I don't have an issue, especially with children, if they're lacking experience. I mean, I remember a very long time ago, I couldn't get a 10-year-old in and didn't have a credit. I kind of think that that's silly. That doesn't bother me. I, like I say, the, the qualities that I look for, what I just stated a few moments ago, Aggie, um, I'm more concerned with what I feel that the child performer can accomplish and experience isn't necessary as long as there's talent and drive and ambition.
1: OK, so let's say you have a really great kid, a great talented kid, and the parents are a real pain in the neck. Are you going to turn that kid down? Yes. Okay. (laughs) That didn't take very long, did it? They can really screw up a career, can't they? Yes.
0: I've dealt with some so-called stage parents very early in my career. And you know what? Especially now during the pandemic, my health has to come first, so it's not worth it to me.
1: No, of course not. What makes one child stand out from another regarding talent?
0: Well, the way that he or she delivers copy, the way that the performer sings, if that's a skill that they have, perhaps dance ability, if they play an instrument, um, if they have, you know, special skills can include another language, depending on what they bring to
1: the table per se. Yeah. What if you see a child who has the potential, yet they're just not quite ready to audition, would you take them on?
0: I would recommend coaching and or acting classes. And then I would reconsider
1: in approximately three to six months. I see. What about little kids? They don't need acting classes. Do you think so? Like five, six? That's a big question. Some people think yes. Some people don't agree with that.
0: As long as there's an improvement, whether it be from classes or training or, or just working with a parent or or doing it him or herself or themselves, I should say, then again, I would wait three to six months. And if classes aren't something they feel that they need to do, I don't want to advocate for or against because I work with a lot of teachers and coaches. But as long as there's an improvement, Aggie, that's what I look for to see if there's something different that I can help the child with, if not, I don't wanna waste
1: my time. Okay, and when you get a submission for representation, what's the first thing you look at? The picture, the resume? The picture,
0: if I feel that the child or teen is a type that is marketable in my opinion, then I look at the resume and again, there might not be a lot on it for obvious reasons because of the age. But what I do recommend that parents or guardians do is put special skills. And again, it doesn't have to be professional experience, which a lot of people feel that it does. As long as there's credits for short films, student films, school or camp productions or religious organizations, if they have them. If they don't have them, don't put it, don't lie. And that's okay
1: too. Right. And what about... um... Well, I know before COVID it was very different interviewing a child. How do you do it now? We interview on Zoom. And you give them cold copy and things like that? A lot of times they have material
0: prepared that they do for me. If not, yes, I can provide material. Lately, I haven't had to as much.
1: Okay. What's your favorite age?
0: I don't want to get into trouble. Um <laughs> so I don't really want to say a specific age. I do like working with children generally from five. Could be a young four to 17. This way, I'm not hurting anyone's feelings.
1: Yeah, a lot of parents don't understand that. If their children are four, but yet they look like they're seven, there's not much you could do.
0: True, but I have a four-year-old who made her Broadway debut in Waitress.
1: I, mean, I had one, too. <laughs> so it does happen, but it's rare. Right.
0: right. I mean, that was recent. I booked a few girls and I wrote, yes, it, correct. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have a lot of teens that come to me and... They're 14, 15, but they look like they're 18. So they're not going to work because they can't, you know, they can't put in the hours. Let's say that an 18 year old can put in. They have to go to school. There's a and parents don't understand that.
0: Production doesn't want to pay. Sorry for a parent or guardian to be there. If they can get someone 18 or older or emancipated where they can not have that expense.
1: Yeah. Do you freelance your clients or do you sign them exclusively?
0: We only work exclusively. Most are actually on paper. Some might be verbal with the intention to sign, but I'm not going to clear in case. I used to do that 30 years ago, coming into the office early, calling the managers or the parents, but you know what? I'm at the point of my career and I'm older now that I don't wish to do that. I don't want to audition for people per se, either. They know my experience. They're familiar with who I am and what I can do and if we're the right fit, great. If not, I'm not going to freelance and chase and clear.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's sort of changing later on in my career. A lot of the agents were assigning clients and not going through managers. I can't imagine what it's like now with COVID. Clearing and... Ugh.
0: Well, but some of them have managers too, whether Clear right. through a manager or a parent or guardian. But... It's just, it's very time consuming. And I think that a lot of the managers I work with get it and understand that so many of us have been doing this for a very long time and we're not going to want to work with them if we have to clear a client project by project.
1: Right, of course. Um, Have you had any crazy experiences? In terms of? With children, with parents, with the business? I'm sure
0: I did. (laughs) Yes, you were, let me see. Crazy experiences. Yeah, I mean, I had a situation which was a sad time in my life because my mother was literally dying of cancer. And I booked a client on New York Undercover, and she was about nine or 10 years old. And the client was raped, the character. The parents didn't have an issue with that. And it was network television, you didn't see anything. They had an issue with the fact that the character was catatonic and couldn't speak. It was a problem for the father because she had done so much extra work. He didn't want her to do a role where she doesn't have any lines. And I remember arguing with casting and arguing with the father and thinking I'm in the office now. But here I am, you know, at this very sad, sorry, point in my life. And um, it was just hard to try to put things in perspective and what ended up happening was she did the episode. And at the end, she had one word like goodbye or something. Yeah.
1: It's amazing what parents expect. They, you know, many of them, the ones that I love were just thrilled that their kids were in a project (laughs) and that they were working. And then you get the parents that, nope, you got to give the kid a line, you know? Yes.
0: Yes. And then, as you know, Aggie, there are some that, work and are successful, and you can't do enough for them, and they're not complaining. And then there's the ones that there are many, many issues, which we can get into if you are curious as to what I'm referring to.
1: Very, very curious. And so are my parents listening. Um, one thing that
0: we, as a pet peeve, that we're very big on is booking out. And what that means is letting us know when someone's not available. I don't like the word until. I like the word through. For example, Let's say a parent is booking a child out March 15th till March 18th. I don't know by till if they're available the 18th or the 19th. You say booking out March 15th through the 18th, I know you're available to 19th. Also, in booking out, I want to know where you're going, not to be nosy. I want to know if you're available to take. If you're going to Europe, for example, I don't expect you to. If you're going to visit a family member or a friend within the States, Possibly Canada, I would hope that you can. But if not, I don't argue. I just need to know. I like clear communication and I'm very detailed.
1: How do you like your parents to get in touch with you when you represent them?
0: I prefer email. If it's emergency and we need to know something to call. But one thing we've been doing a lot, especially during the pandemic, Aggie, is if we put out an audition, don't hear back, usually in an hour, we call or text because emails get missed. And we don't want to say, where's the tape? What tape? <laughs> that's I mean, frustrating. And we put in so much time. So that's that's what we do. And it works. It happened yesterday twice where my assistant said, I didn't hear back from two people. And the parents said, thank you, sorry. And then they confirmed. and And that was great.
1: What advice can you give parents about getting their kids into the business?
0: I want them to really know what they're getting into in terms of the commitment in terms of one, one thing I handle in every single interview I do for the first time with a child who I'm interested in is I discuss relocation. I explain what a pilot is, which is an episode of a television show that may not get picked up to become an actual series, as opposed to a picked up series. And I explain that negotiations could go up to approximately seven and a half years. Some of the kids that I've worked with and or put on series, for example, I put Dating Manorazzo on Stranger Things. He's not my client anymore, but he and his family go to Atlanta for several months at a time to film when needed. Josiah Young, who is Dion and Raising Dion, who's my client, also goes with his family to Atlanta to shoot for several months. And Devin Trey Campbell, who's on Broadway and MJ was Rory and single parents would be in LA for several months. I mean, I'm talking perhaps five to eight months a year depending on how many episodes they're filming, depending on special effects that are needed with certain shows, which some of them do require it. And a lot of places that are common for these series to shoot are Atlanta, Canada, Los Angeles. Not only, it could be in Utah, which, um you know, or any state for that matter. But I make sure that's crystal clear because I've heard of horror stories and I had well, heard of horror stories where There's a test deal and or a parent, a guardian or manager says, I didn't know it was seven and a half years. Or someone gets a part and turns it down when you're doing all this work beforehand on purpose. Once in a while, as you know, Aggie, an offer is made as opposed to a test deal for a series regular role. And that's happened to me as well. I have a client. I can't disclose the show. I'm not allowed to That just did a limited series where that was the case. We just, the father and I did his deal and there was no pretest deal.
1: Okay. A lot of divorces in your families, in your uh, clients' families because of this. I know that when I sent kids to LA, the mother went with the child. The father had to stay home with the other kids who had to continue school. And uh, I got a couple of divorces in there.
0: No, I'm not really comfortable getting into people's personal lives, including divorces. So I'm going to say not that I'm aware of based on this. No. I could hear where you're going with that. But in my experiences, generally speaking, if the family broke up, to my knowledge, it wasn't based on relocating because in a lot of cases, some t- times the family would go together, both parents and if there were other siblings. Other cases, it could be a single parent situation or the family members would split the responsibilities. I'm kind of talking about four to five different scenarios with that comment.
1: Well, you're talking about also parents who really want to support their child and will do anything for their child. We have a lot of parents out there that want to do this so they could make some money.
0: Yeah, I have experienced that a little bit during the years. I don't really see that happening today. Um, Again, I try not to pry into people's personal lives, but of course I'm privy to some of this information. And as you and I know that the Coogan law was set up because Jackie Coogan's parents apparently took his money. So we have the Coogan account, not to be confused with the Utma or UGMA account, but some productions require specifically a Coogan. But let's just say a trust account is set up so 15% of the child's gross earnings can be put aside and not taken from any third party.
1: Do you have any advice for kids? Yes.
0: If you really love it, go for it. Please don't get don't get frustrated. It's hard to tell people how to feel. Please try not to be frustrated if you don't get the job. It shouldn't be about getting the job. It should be about having fun and being the best you you can be.
1: Right. And what about, what do you do about kids that like can't handle the rejection, but they've got great potential? I mean, they are fabulous. They just haven't, you know, they walked into an audition and they didn't get it because either they were, Too tall, too short, too fat, too thin. How do you handle that with them? What do you do?
0: We give a lot of support and encouragement. I found out yesterday that my client didn't get a big TV job. It was between her and one other girl. And when I found out and told the grandmother and told the manager, I then sent an email with a note in writing and said, we're proud of you because I am proud of her. And the good thing about children, Aggie, is they don't have to support themselves and or other people. So it shouldn't be about that. And if they don't get the job, that's okay. There'll be other auditions, and all we can do is focus on training, studying, and being a kid. Have fun. Don't don't put so much pressure on yourself if you don't get the part for any number of reasons that you gave.
1: Yeah, I find that the parents put more pressure on themselves. I mean, they're the ones that can't handle the rejection. The kids are fine.
0: Sometimes, (laughs) yes. I remember in pilot season years ago when a client was flown to LA and the nerves and the anxiety and the pressure absolutely not only right sometimes the parents or guardians take it worse than the actual child or teen absolutely
1: i like parents to understand what can happen there's no guarantees there's i mean until you shoot and that's in the can and they air it you, you don't know what's going to happen absolutely um i did something big at the un with a group of children and there were newspaper there were uh cameras all over the place And there were international news services there. And the BBC, I'm sorry, ABC, which was the Australian broadcasting system, wanted to do a story on some of my clients. And they told me which ones. So I told them. And after we did this shoot at the UN, the kids went to them. One mother overheard. And she said to me, ABC, and you didn't pick my child? So, you know, it was like, they really get their, their, they, they put their two cents into everything. I found that very frustrating.
0: Yes, yes, and you touched upon something, Aggie, from your wealth of experience and knowledge, which is so paramount to what we're talking about, that yes, parents or guardians or managers will hear about auditions that the child didn't get picked for. There's any number of reasons why. Whether it be experience, whether it be back in the day when you were in a room, how many audition slots they could give you, how many people they could physically see, which isn't the scenario now, at least for on camera, because most of it is still done on, you know, on video or Zoom or another, you know, outlet. Um, But there could be reasons that you can't always tell somebody. I had a situation you asked me once years ago where a mother was very upset that her kid wasn't seen for a part because they found out that another kid was and the cast director said, the truth is the other kid was on, let's say Sesame Street. And the cast director's child was a huge fan and she brought in that one actor because her child loved their work and this other mother found out about it. I know that my relationship with her ended. It did not go well. And it was very uncomfortable asking a cast director Purse information at how would I know that? Right. I know. So, yeah, I mean, people do ask regularly, my friends going in, or there's other kids going in, or why did my child get this audition? I dealt with that a lot more back in the day than I do now. Some of it I think is because of COVID, where most kids are allowed to tape if they're physically right, but not always. But I'm very lucky and blessed with a lot of the clients that I work with. I don't get questioned that often. Or it could be a manager who wants to work with me as a team and say, what do you think about so-and-so being seen? And this happened last week. And I said, I tried. I emailed. She said, do you mind if you give me an email address? I didn't mind. I gave it to her and she's trying as well. So this way we're doing our jobs.
1: Oh, that's very good. I'm glad to hear that um, because it's important. I mean, that's the bottom line. We want to see our, We want to get our clients seen. And that is the bottom line. But, you know, years ago, parents had a networking. They would get together at auditions while the kids were in there and they would say, did your kid go on this? Did your kid go on that?
0: It would make me crazy. I I
1: remember
0: (sighs) that happening and I lost a kid and then booked a series because his manager and I weren't able to get him enough and exactly what you just
1: said. Yeah, I know. Parents want us to be miracle workers and they don't realize that we really try our hardest because we don't earn any money unless they work.
0: Right. And that's so true what you just said. But you reminded me of one other situation I had where I don't remember all the details, but a mother was upset probably because I didn't get her daughter an audition for something. She went as far, I believe, because how do I have proof? And hired somebody to create a fake email address from a renowned prominent casting director in New York, who supposedly sent me an email saying that what you did was unconscionable with this child, and I will never work with you again, and none of your clients will be seen. And I got hysterical, and my office staff calmed me down and said, Barry, call the casting office. I did. Casting associate said, Barry, send me an email. He called me back and
1: said, That's not an email address for us, that's a fake Email. Wow! Oh my God! That just goes to show these parents can be very devious. It's unbelievable. I had a woman show up at an audition with her three year olds, and you could imagine the room is filled with you know filled with toddlers. She gave each of them a huge container of M and M's, a clear container of M and M's. They were allowed to eat them, and every time a child came over and asked for one M M&M, and the mother said, "Say no." So what she did was she wound up getting the entire room crying because this three-year-old wanted the M&M's, they couldn't get it. And her kids walked in on the audition like troopers. (laughs) Nothing
0: surprises me. And you're bringing back scenarios that we're sharing with each other from many years ago. I'm blessed again to say this. I haven't experienced anything. I mean, obviously people aren't in the room now because of COVID, but I haven't had any horrific experiences like this in recent years yeah. What you're referring to happened in my career, but we're talking pretty much the 90s. I mean, I remember yeah. specific scenarios many, many years ago, and I want to give a shout out to all of my clients and the parents and the guardians and the managers, because thank God I don't deal with that on a regular basis. And as you said, is it worth it? Would you tolerate it? No. If someone's working and or has the potential to work and they can be perceived as difficult, that's different. But at the end of the day, is it worth my health? And
1: you say, are we making any money together? Right. You know, um, sometimes I'll find a talented child or I did find very talented child. And all of a sudden the parents think they could do my job and they become managers. They have no clue. And they really ruin it for the kid.
0: Yes, I Heard a lot of that too and experienced that as well. And yes.
1: I've had parents walk into my office and tell me when I told them their child wasn't ready, they would say to me, Well, if you don't represent this kid, I will find someone that does. And they might, but that doesn't mean the kid will work.
0: True. And you reminded me of another situation where. A mother was difficult. I was meeting her and her daughter. I couldn't take them. She was in the hallway on the phone crying, complaining about me.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, I've heard that. That's why I became an agent. Because at least, I mean, I was a manager for a number of years and I had major clients and series. And there was really not that much protection. You know, now I have the union behind me. And even though my commission is less. right. What can I do? You know, it was too frustrating.
0: Sure. No. And I always respected you for doing that because I always felt you didn't have to. And that was your choice to do that. And even if we were competitors, I never looked at it that way.
1: So, yeah, Yeah. I never looked at it either that way. I mean, there's enough kids out there with talent that we can all have a little piece of it.
0: Sure.
1: You know, Barry, this was so terrific. I loved interviewing you and hearing all your stories. Do you have anything else you want to tell us?
0: I had a situation where a major casting office was casting a Broadway show. And I was trying to get my client seen. And he didn't think he was right. And I said, "I." I, then I was privy to the fact that this child was in another Broadway production. And the cast director just said, we cast that other show. The kids aren't right. Got back to me that for his show, my other client in the same production
1: came in second
0: to another client of mine who booked it. So then I said, I don't understand. If you almost booked, Brandon was his name. Why not give Jeremy a chance? I will, I will in time and time. Two days notice, mom got him coached and he booked the job. And that was really being a little bit ballsy and really persevering and really, I mean, it's, 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 it's an uncomfortable, delicate situation when we're fighting or arguing or challenging casting offices, because obviously we need them. And if I'm perceived as difficult, they're not gonna call me for my talent.
1: Absolutely.
0: I know, I know. Sure, something that we didn't touch upon, which has become the norm with kids right now, is whether or not they're vaccinated. And what I what I typed up in an email to send to some parents and managers and guardians is, I am not a no talent representative is mandating a vaccination policy against COVID-19. Some productions are, and some are what we call zone A, where the cast and crew has to be fully vaccinated. And now productions are even asking that they have the booster. Right. In November, as we know, the age of eligibility for the vaccine was lowered to age five. So I have two clients in Broadway productions and the shows asked right away that day that they be vaccinated. They were. And again, if there's a health reason or medical or religious exemption, I respect that. And if I'm given a letter that I can show from the parent, I will do that. Um, But that's become such a big thing that my sister and I are now Aggie trying to figure out when they got the first shot, when they got the second shot, because it's two weeks after the second shot. And one mother just said to me, yes, he's fully vaccinated, his shot is this day. I said, no, it has to be two weeks after. And when we booked most of our clients, were actually asked to and showing COVID-19 vaccination record cards. And they're asking that the parent or guardian who's accompanying them also be. So that's become a huge part of our job because a Broadway show that's currently playing wanted kids vaccinated and back in the fall they weren't eligible to be vaccinated so some kids lost out but again we can't control what producers decide to mandate
1: that's very important what you just brought up and very interesting um you're right i haven't even thought about it but it's true because i have a client that works a lot and he gets tested for covid every other day yes every day he can't go on a set without being tested and without showing all his credentials that he's been boosted and it, it's really wild what's going on
0: yes yeah. i agree it's it's made it more challenging for us and again i'm not telling people what to do i'm not saying get your kid vaccinated i'm not saying that in the least i'm just right. saying and sometimes on a breakdown i'll tell you that and then you know sometimes they don't so when it comes to the audition of self-tape instructions. It's clearly marked there. And that's when we say, wait a minute, we weren't told this, or I just decline. If I know the child is not vaccinated and or in time, I have to decline it. Yeah, Oh, that must
1: make the parents very happy.
0: If I know for a fact that the child isn't vaccinated and we weren't told that on a breakdown, I decline it and I'm not always going to go forward and tell them that because I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, I have that information that they weren't, given the the vaccine so i have to do my job properly because at the end of the day we want everyone to be happy we want everyone to be healthy and but safe and safe there has to be some joy in what we do and we don't want to jeopardize our relationships with the people that trust us to see our talent
1: right oh you're terrific barry it was so great having you here
0: aggie it's my pleasure thank you for reaching out i was
1: touched that you did <laughs> for listening everyone to fresh faces with me aggie gold storygram network